Indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like, aren't all cookies bite-sized if you just believe in yourself? Do you like cookies? Miss Morris, you a fan of the cookie? Yes. Michelle, do you like cookies? I love them. Everyone loves cookies. I'm always just one cookie away from being happy. Did you know that? Mm. Raisin mm. cookies that look like chocolate chip cookies are the sole reason I have trust issues. I just thought I'd share that with you. Yeah, it happens. Hi, America. Hello, world. My name is Adrian Lee and I am your host. Welcome to the show. More questions than answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you. To bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events. The Mysterious Strange. Supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains. With the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. Each week we press our ear against the wall. We listen to see what my mother is snoring. The last tune she heard before she went to bed. Picks and pulls in our unconscious mind. What does she listen to today? <laughs> Faith no more. It's a dirty job, but someone's <laughs> got to do it. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't all get that. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and all value. To help me control my panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel has no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly... The mysterious and evanescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society, and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She is also our producer and sound engineer. Before she dies, Heather is going to eat a whole bag of popcorn kernels. The cremation should be spectacular. Welcome to the show, Miss Morris. Hola. I also wish to introduce... The mad and crazy! Michelle Corrie. 
She was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle's insurance company told her this week if her tent gets stolen while she's camping, she won't be covered. Welcome to the show, Michelle. (laughs) This is Series 3, Episode 22. Did anyone celebrate the 4th of July this week? No. No. Wow, that's not very American, is it? I thought you were a very patriotic crowd. Chad, did you celebrate at all? No, no. No one in the room celebrated. There's nothing like blowing up fireworks made in China, is there, to celebrate America's independence? What do you think about that? (laughs) July the 4th has come and gone, but thoughts of it still linger. I held a firework in my hand. Has anyone seen my finger? Uh, we enter the first round. <laughs> we call general lack of knowledge. Was that a snort? Can we have half a drink for that? Yes. Let's have half a drink. If you're playing the Bell Bunk and Snort Thank drinking you. game anywhere you are in the world, you may now have a shot. Salute. We enter the first round. We call general lack of knowledge. Armed with a glass of warm milk. That is the gong of infinite knowledge. This is the gong that signals the start of our general ignorance round. The crumbs of statistics hang on tightly and the chocolate chips of facts have melted all the way down our shirt. It's very impressive, isn't it? No expense spared. So, for the last few months, we've been back and forth. Every question I ask you, if you don't know the answer, your fallback position has been what? What do you shout out? If I ask you a question, you don't know the answer... Who cares? You know, you don't say, well, you do say that, actually. Yeah, that is yeah. true. Umbrella. Oh, thank you, Mr. Peters. There we go. Umbrella. paying attention. I'm glad someone is. This is very kind of you. We'll shake hands and have a bromance and we'll end up in Dairy Queen. So, hey. for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that strange and fascinating facts about umbrellas. Brellies. You, you knew Brally. this was coming. You knew this was imminent. And we've had biblical rain this week. Oh, God. I will talk about how the studio is flooded for a second time and how we sat here on a coracle floating around, holding a microphone on our lap with the water lapping up against us. Always wanted a pool. In a metronomic tide of water. This is true. You didn't have to make it a jacuzzi. No. Well, I've had a lot of beans this week. I think I saw a carp. No, I followed through. I'm sorry. Was that a brown carp? (laughs) The word umbrella comes from which Latin word? The really? word is, no, the word is umbros. I'm giving you this. Umbra. Umbros. I yes. see you are umbros. Oh. So the Latin word for umbrella comes from the Latin word umbros. All you need to tell me is what umbros means. Very simple. Points Underwear. to be awarded. Und- you, there's what, what goes on in your walnut that is a fine line <laughs> between an umbrella and underwear? Mm, it's supposed to keep you dry. Like oh, depends. Depends. <laughs> So you're telling me that the Latin word for underwear, bearing in mind that I don't think during those period of histories there was no such thing as underwear. That was an invention almost of the Victorian period. A pair of drawers where you draw two legs together with a piece of string and everything's overt and you need to let it breathe and get the air on it. Yes. You're going with underwear, are you? Yes. Miss Corrie, umbros in Latin, where we get the word umbrella simply means... I think it just means under... Under. It means shade or shadow. Because I believe the first umbrellas, of course, were like parasols. And they were to shade and protect you and give you you a shadow. (laughs) Well, well, now you can throw me umbros. See how that works. I'm throwing you shumbros. This is where we are. I asked my iPhone 
Shirley, I don't need an umbrella today. Siri replied, yes, and don't call me Shirley. Then I realised I'd left it on aeroplane mode. Ah! I love this Uh, show. I love this show. This makes me very happy. Oh, my God. When they were first invented 2,000 years ago in China. Yes. The humble umbrella. Yeah. All those years ago. They put them in drinks. Who would have thought... They put them in cocktails. <laughs> Who knew? G.I. Joe umbrellas. The word umbrella, of course, appears in more patents in the U.S., in the U.S. patent office than any other word. Because people are always inventing things like dog umbrellas and automatic sun tracking umbrellas and ones with interchangeable tops and so on and so on and so on. Your simple task, should you choose to embrace the idea, all I need to know is how many registered words, how many registered patents have the word umbrella 78, based in them? And you're going with 78,000. Yes. Your choice, Miss Corey, should you accept it, is to go higher or lower than 78,000 patents. You're going up high. It's 120,000 times Jeez. the word umbrella is used <laughs> at the US Patent Office. And there's 3,000. Still pending, apparently. How many different ways can you put an umbrella together? Apparently many. many. Miss Corey wins the first points of the <sighs> evening. I'm going to give her a rain-splattered, slightly damp and moist, but rounded three points. There Ooh. we go. Did you know there's an umbrella top museum in Portland, Oregon? I'm guessing this is a part of the country that rains quite a lot. But if we wanted to go there, it's quite a road trip, isn't it, from Minnesota to Oregon? But there is, in Portland, an umbrella top museum. That's the fabric part. And it's interchangeable, apparently. Mm. The mysterious man with the umbrella appeared during what historical event? X-Files. That's a historical <laughs> event, is it? Let's go and talk to the umbrella man. Look, he's standing outside in the slight drizzle talking to a man smoking a cigarette. <laughs> what historical event? Had the mysterious umbrella man. Something with Churchill. Present. Something with Churchill. Yeah. You didn't study history at school, did you? It's something that happened to other people. Yes. Michelle never did history at school because there wasn't any. Oh, you're funny. <laughs> I love this show. You can write your own at that point. Ooh. What historical event involved the umbrella man, Miss Corey? Watergate. Not too bad a guess, actually. It was the JFK assassination. Oh, shoot. I thought that. In first. Dallas, of course, November the 22nd, 1963. Do you know why? Outside. I mean, outside of the assassination, of course. November the 22nd, 1963 was a very important event in British cultural history. Does anyone want to have a guess why that's an important date? November there, 63. Any thoughts? Any ideas? No. Throwing points at the you. The Beatles. That's not a bad guess either. It was the first ever episode of Doctor Who. <gasps> Six o'clock, oh, yeah. Saturday evening, my parents were sitting down to watch the first ever Doctor Who with William Hartnell. And then the news came through that JFK, of course, was assassinated. It was a clear balmy day, but a man had opened an umbrella and was waving it from east to west. And they surmised that he may have been signalling to the assassin that he was on his way or he was doing something to do with the wind. But there was a very strange mysterious man with an umbrella on a hot balmy day in Dallas and no one knew why. I can't give the points away. Michelle's on three. Heather and myself 
have both scored a ducking. But all is to play for as we sit on the grassy knoll with our thermos flask and sandwiches. What other thing do you bring up each week, week in, week out? If you don't have an answer, it's your Eiffel callback. Tower. The Eiffel Tower. So, for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I can't believe that strange and fascinating facts about sandals. Oh, yes, those are the same. They were invented, of course, by the reclusive Frenchman, Philippe Flop. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Kind of like that. I love this show. The ancient Egyptians first wore sandals made of papyrus and palm leaves. But what did some draw on the bottom of their sandals? She in ancient Egypt. Yeah. You've seen a snail with a pyramid on its back, because Egyptian snails look like that, of course. There's sand as far as the eye can see. You've been knocked out of the World Cup, because Mo Salah dislocated his arm playing against Real Madrid. The evil eye. They put the eye of Horus, the evil eye, on the bottom of their sandals, Miss Morris. Yes, or kick me. Oh, I see what you're going. (laughs) Kick me! (laughs) Which is what an Egyptian... I was at a wedding once where someone thought it was funny to write help me in paint on the groom's feet. So as he was kneeling at the altar saying the vows, he had help me written on the bonnet. I've seen that. Somebody was right. That is funny. (laughs) That is hilariously funny. The bride wasn't too happy, I have to say. Miss Corrie, what did the ancient Egyptians put? What did they draw on the bottom of their sandals? I don't know. Do you remember? We had a question some years ago. And it said that prostitutes in ancient Rome walked around with sandals that said, follow me. And there was little arrows on the Mm -hmm. bottom. Nothing like that at all. It was the painting or the drawing of their rival's face. So for their ego, they could spend the entire day walking around with that person's face on the bottom. That's awesome. That's what I have on the bottom of my shoes of your face. My face on the bottom of your shoes? Yes. Well, how about minus 10 points, Maurice? How would that be? (laughs) No one wants to see that, do they? Who and cares? so early on. Who cares? Who cares? You're not going to win the $33,000 IR camera, and I've got a cupboard full of them. Mm. Can't give them away. We're going to have to have a yard sale at some point. Nice. Did you know that? We just missed the National Flip-Flop Day. It was June the 19th. That's no one said anything. No one brought it up. Came and went. Very unfortunate. We could have had a party, couldn't we? Yeah. There we are. Crying. How expensive are the world's most extravagant flip-flops? $35,000. They were made. (laughs) Were you the kid at school who's got their arm in the air? But only if they've got their arm in the air, they've got their other arm holding it up in the air and kind of stretching and going, me, me. Horshack. Me. (laughs) They were made by Chipkos. They have 18 carats solid gold logos placed on them and they come in a wooden and glass box. Your guess, Miss Morris, was. $35,000. $35,000. Michelle Corey, your huh. choice tonight. Higher. You're going to go higher. You've lost the points. They oh. were 18000 So Miss Morris has already clawed two glorious flip-flop symmetrical points back, and she's now Scared. on minus mm. eight. If we were in an ancient Inca culture, so imagine such wondrous things, and we exchanged sandals. Yeah. So Michelle and myself could swap our flip-flops, swap our sandals over. What would happen next? Simple enough (laughs) questions. I'm going to give Michelle the chance to answer that first. So we've just exchanged our sandals. 
what's in store for us imminently? Oh, I see. <laughs> Let someone else have a go. Put your hand down. There's other children in this class. I think we will be married. You'll think we're going to have a night of passion. And a baby. And a baby. Wow. <laughs> oh, man, that was my guess. Oh, oh no. But now I'm just going to say foot powder. Oh. We're exchanging foot powder. The planter's wart. Yes, yes. The, the ancient Incas, of course, <laughs> renowned. It's a wart marriage. <laughs> it's a wart marriage. Do you take this wart? We are gathered here below the eyes of the Lord to witness the joining together in matrimony, your foot wart. Thank God I didn't marry my wart. We oh. would. You did, didn't you? <laughs> well, one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but I got rid of it. <laughs> we would be married you're 100% correct Michelle Lee how'd you like them apples that's my middle name wow See? so you'd be Michelle Lee Lee mm-hmm. do you know there's millions of people in China called that I just thought I'd share that with you <laughs> my ex-wife pointed out a drunk guy in a bar once and said look at him and I said who is he she said 10 years ago he proposed to me and I rejected him and I said oh my god he's still celebrating <laughs> oh god <laughs> I love this show now last week you requested a round specifically on this subject so for the first time in the history of mq ta radio i can't believe that strange bizarre and fascinating facts about decapitation decapitation. they're one of my favorite bands i've got all their albums a Colorado farmer once created a sideshow sensation in 1945 when he botched the decapitation of a chicken named Mike. Yeah. Mike the Headless Chicken. Right. Mm-hmm. Your task this evening, if you wish to embrace the chicken. He lived. He did live. I need to know how long he lived for. 13 years. You're going to go. Thir- <laughs> Chickens don't live for 13 years. He did. So not only did he cut his head off, he gave him the gift of mortality. <laughs> Oh, right. He lived for three. Three. I'm going to have to scribble that out now. You're wasting precious ink. Three years. Mike, the decapitated chicken, the farmer had to get a pipette and drop milk and water down the Mm -hmm. hole to keep the chicken alive. That's how he died. He did die eventually. What are you going to go with, Michelle? She's thrown her hat in the ring. I'm going to say four years. It is actually 18 months that chicken lived for. Would you... Believe so, Miss Morris again is clawing precious points back as we speak, oh, thank you. and is now on a rather oh, resplendent egg bound minus six. Mm. Why did the chicken cross the road? Because North Korea's long range missiles can't reach that far. Ooh. Satire, see what we're doing on MQT? You get everything here, don't you? You get fart jokes, and then you get satire something for everybody. When flatworms are decapitated, <gasps> oh. what regrows? Simple enough question you've cut the head off a flatworm you've trod on it to make sure it's an extra flatworm annelids you've got to love annelids haven't you? yes their head grows back you're suggesting their head grows back yes i'm going to say to you michelle corrie that that isn't quite all the answer because this is a quiz on decapitation and i say to you when they cut their head off what grows back you then can't say their head because that would be ridiculous wouldn't it that would be a pointless exercise it's the head so, Heather Morris, <laughs> in a wave of despair, throwing her hands to the heavens as we speak and taking another swig. She often goes to the gym, you know, gym beam. Yeah. Oh, oh that's nasty stuff. Makes you violent, doesn't it? 
<laughs> you get a bit leery, don't you? A little bit handy. Do you know what I'm saying? A little bit handy? Yeah. She can look after herself. Look, you used to be a bouncer once at a strip club, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. This That's is what we're true, working actually. with. I know. That's the last true. thing you want to see is two bouncers at a strip club. That's how we met. Is <laughs> it the graveyard out? slot on a Thursday afternoon by any chance? Senior night. Controversial. Wow. <laughs> All this is doing is taking us away from the path that are worms and annelids. What grows back on that worm? I know, right? Controversial. Are you going to bail out and give Morris some points? Yes. I'll give you half a point, Miss Morris, which makes the math very difficult for me, but you're now on minus five and a half. Ooh. The head does grow back. You're 100% correct. What also grows back is their memory, which is oh. remarkable. You cut their head off, their head grows back, and they regain memory. They know where their food is. They know where not to go in a maze to get electrocuted. They actually retain their memory despite having their head cut off. And they still don't know why this happens. You think we know everything in science. We know nothing. Nothing. We don't. Man's Memories. wisdom. I knew that was imminent. I almost wanted to hold up a piece of paper that says, if anyone sings memories, they're minus 10 points. All alone in the moonlight. Right. And the stage show Cats broke out during a paranormal quiz show. That's what everybody wants. They don't like water. No, they don't. In 2008, Welsh businessman Gerald Mellin decapitated himself with a tree. I just need to know how he did it. I want details. Let your imagination run riot. Poor old Gerald Mellon got decapitated Jerry. in a Welsh tree in 2008. I just need to know the gory, miserable, depressingly blood He was trimming it. Details. He was trimming the tree. Trimming the tree. Oh, that's going to sting in the morning. No yes. one's buying him a hat for Christmas. No. Never going to get ahead in life. His wife... <laughs> Sat him in a chair and was content and happy for the rest of her life. That's right. Women actually think when they're ignoring their men and not talking to them, that actually affects the man. <laughs> I'd share that with you. What? Little tip there. Nothing. It's okay. All's good. <laughs> How did he kill himself? Heather Morris has gone with a trimming, trimming sheer, the tree. fatal tree shredding, 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 shredding injuries. Tree. Let your imagination run right, Miss Corrie. Well, I see a chainsaw. Okay. And... Is my grandmother there? <laughs> yes. This cost me ten bucks. <laughs> Does she love me? No. Oh, that, that you've got her. You've nailed her. She loves her, your yeah. sister more. Absolutely. 100% true. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Mr. Gerald Mellie was very depressed. He jumped into his Aston Martin sports car, DB5, <gasps> tied a rope around his neck, tied the other end to a tree, and hit the accelerator. Oh, I did that with a tooth once. Oh, my. <laughs> Your own or someone else's? I didn't know you had an Aston Martin. That's yeah, impressive. Exactly. There's not many people who can say they've had their teeth removed with an Aston Martin, can they? Who wouldn't? I've got 99 trees, but a birch ain't one of them. Oh. <laughs> dyslexic rappers. So I'd share that with you. I went to a dyslexic rapping party once and I took an F. This leads us very nicely. Uh-uh. Into the round, we like the best. Oh. It's the mailbag! Yay! mailbag! Each week, we love your comments. We love your messages of support, your letters. Keep them coming in. We will read them out on air. If they're nasty, I'll just send them to my mother. Yeah. We're still flooded 
Do we want to talk a little bit about the studio? Last week, we managed to put a show out. Let me just start by saying that in the southwest of Minnesota, we have had so much rain that people are saying it's the most rain they've ever experienced in their entire lifetime in a short period. You can go on Facebook. You can see the floods that took place in Tracy. Unbelievable. The water was as high as the windows on the car. There were vehicles being washed down the street. Entire roads disappeared. How far away would you say is Tracy from us? 20 minutes? A little little more, maybe. A little further. This is the rain we're getting. Spirit Lake in Iowa, not too far away. Terrible. I posted a video about that. Yeah, if you go on Facebook, you will see the biblical rain that we have had to endure here in the Midwest. If this was Britain, there'd be a hosepipe ban in a week's time, I might add. But last week, we managed to get a show out. All the rugs, all of the carpet, all of the leads, all of the curtains, all of the sound blocking equipment was all lost. And we lost a soundboard in our studio due to the floodwaters. And we're still trying to recover. But I said last week, this would not stop us. I'm an Aries. I am stubborn. I will plow through. I will draw my sword and be very stoic. And we managed to get that show out. We sat here in a kayak. Miss Morris was on an inflatable flamingo drinking cocktails with umbrellas in them. Still am. Still mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And the flamingo's not been deflated in any way, shape or form. That's right. We cleared up. We got the equipment replaced. Mm-hmm. We did a bang up job. We worked long hours. We did. This week. Did it again. It flooded again. <laughs> did it again. We sat here in three inches of water. I can paddle around. I've you got trench foot. Out, you sent out a memo and said, wear your swimsuit. I did. Well, I've said that for the last three years, oh, to be honest. True. Yeah, true. Chad still hasn't arrived wearing one. <laughs> I told him the best way need... the best way to get a woman, I said to Chad, was put a baked potato down your swimming trunks. And then I had to tell him after a couple of hours it should have gone down the front. Oh, Chad. <laughs> so here we are. We're at it again. Yeah. But I do want to give a big shout out. Rhapsody Music, music store yeah. in Mankato. Very, very kindly today swapped us out a soundboard so we have them to thank we are going to give them a big shout out if you're yeah. looking for guitars cables pianos drums anything music related soundboards microphones rhapsody music jason it, helped us a very nice young yeah, man very it, friendly. to be fair it didn't work prior to everything but yeah he did yes the water didn't help did it by any <laughs> no, chance no no this is true so a big shout out today for rhapsody music for getting us back on air tonight on NQTA Radio. Sarah in Minnesota, changing the subject from one yeah. thing to another, said, why is there squirrels everywhere on our Facebook site? <laughs> it's our mascot. It is. Many, many years ago. And I'm thinking maybe, in fact, it would be 10 years ago this coming August. So we are 10 More. years away. More. More than that. Yeah. I was doing a live paranormal radio show on 100.3 KTOG yeah, out of the Twin were, Cities, yeah. doing exactly what I'm doing now, being huh? fun and informative and reading out the stories of the week's paranormal news. You're much better now. This is true. I've got a funnier team around me that are more intelligent. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, thank you. Yes. Which is remarkable thank considering you. one of them is currently on minus five and a half. And drinking. Things can only improve. (laughs) But I read a story out about different flavors of potato chips they were bringing out in Britain. And one of them was squirrel flavor. Yeah. Now, everyone in that room thought the funniest thing they'd ever heard in their entire life was an Englishman trying to say the word squirrel. Because I make the mistake of pronouncing all the letters in the word. There's two R's in the middle. And I know I've mentioned this before on other shows, but if you're wondering why, 
on Facebook. By the way, if you go to more questions and answers with Adrian Lee on Facebook, you will see all the jokes, the cartoons, all of tonight's yeah, stories, all, all the, the fun, all the squirrels, the camaraderie, and much, much more. It's one big family of happy love, jivality, yeah. and merriment. Yes. But Americans think it's very funny when I say the word squirrel. And, and so from now on, the bane of my life, I've got people buying me squirrel-related memorabilia for birthdays, Christmases. I'm getting stuff sent through the post. I've got a didn't spare you, bedroom full of squirrel stuff. Salt and pepper shake. So you got squirrel underwear once. I did get squirrel underwear. I've got I, squirrel everything. I got you a squirrel-flavored cake. That is also <laughs> true. <laughs> Tasted like nuts. Uh. <laughs> this is very true. So everything squirrel-related has now been the bane of my life. But Sarah listens, of course, every Friday. She catches the show first. At 10 p.m. Central Time on the Dark Matter Digital Network. We have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world. Probably not so many in Colombia this week. Oh, yeah. Daniel posted on Facebook. Hi, Daniel. Hi. Feeling down on Mondays. Oh, Seems like Friday. Poor thing. And a new MQT show is so, so far away. Oh. This is my little violin. Fear not. If you go to soundcloud.com and search for MQTA Radio, five years worth of shows are archived. They're completely 100% free. Soundcloud.com, MQTA Radio. You can listen to them back to back on a long journey to visit the Umbrella Museum in Oregon. You can listen to them as you're bailing out the basement, cutting the grass under three foot of water, (laughs) hunting for squirrels. Squirrels. To find Adrian a tasty cake for his birthday next year. Yes. But we're not just on SoundCloud. Oh, no. By Jiminy. Nope. By Joe. We're on iTunes. Tunes. Stitcher. Stitcher. TuneIn Radio. TuneIn. Spotify. Spot- Ooh, Spotify's big. Big, big, big. Yeah. Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts. <laughs> What's that meant to be? Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout. Okay. And, and gas. Gas. gas- Gas box. box. Gas box. Gas box. Yes, we're big. Apparently on gas box. Why am I here? We're overqualified. (laughs) But you can join us on SoundCloud. And if you're listening now on SoundCloud, why not press the little orange love heart? Show us how much you love the show. If you're listening on iTunes, Stitcher, why not write us a nice review? That goes a really long way. Yes, just write good job team. Good job MQTA. That's all that's required. Yes, please. We'll take you seconds of your life. Share us. There is an extra reason for visiting us in the archives. Mm -hmm. Because at the top of the hour, we step into the dark and murky round that we call Not For Your Mother. Not For Your Mama. These are the stories from around the world that we cannot read out on air because they're... Dirty. Filthy. No windows. Naughty. Dark. Mm. Sexual. It's the stories that we cannot read out. Fun. But are so good that we have to read them out. Hairy? What Wet. stories are you reading out that's hairy? Moist. Wait. <laughs> it's like a puck chicken. I see. I didn't know whether to get an onion or I just... Start basting. Yep. <sighs> to start basting it. <laughs> You're getting a flavour of what things are like mm, in the round of Not For Your Mother that you can only access if you go to SoundCloud. And remember, of course, we're on Facebook as well. All those stories are on there. If you go to more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, we have 6,100 followers on there at the moment. Heater in New York posted, I'm a new fan, new Facebook follower, and new happy. Yeah. What a trip to see what you guys actually look like. 
Oh my god. <laughs> I imagined Adrian to be somewhere between Dr. Watson and Alex from A Clockwork Orange. Don't know Accurate. That one. Yeah, that's not a good comparison. You wouldn't He did terrible things to a woman in a wheelchair that we can't read oh. out live on air. I do have a derby upstairs though, so I do thought I, I could bring that down and uh, show everybody mm-hmm. that at some point. You never know when you're going to need a bowler hat, right? You I like milk? He says Heather and Michelle are beacons <laughs> of polk ritual. Ooh. Which is a posh way of saying beauty. Oh, of course. Which is why you both have a career on the radio. He says oh. he will join Patreon as soon as the blood backs the blood back the blood bank the blood backs up to his head. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing to the, with the pictures. Where'd it go? <laughs> so he's looking at pictures of Michelle and Eva, and the blood's backed up to his head. <laughs> Thanks, Heater. Thanks, Let me Heater. ring the bell a few times. <laughs> oh, it's got warm in here. Isn't it warm? It's muggy. Hot. It's muggy. Moist. It is. More drink. Wow, I'm sweating like a lunch lady. You are. Unbelievable. He's going to go and join Patreon tomorrow morning once he's been to the blood bank. Yay! Yay! Hilarious. You can join us on Patreon. This show is free. It will always be free. But if you wish to donate a single dollar for every episode and you do get things for your money you get to listen to the show first after it's been aired on a friday night you get to listen to episodes that have never ever been put out they're just for patreon yes listeners Mm -hmm. and i would like you to join us we have spent a large sum of money putting this studio back together twice now in the course of two weeks and i will guarantee you 100 percent. and i'm saying it in an english accent so you must believe me that every single cent that we receive on patreon has actually gone towards the studio. We're not going on vacation. No. We're not buying drinks with it. We're it not buying nice, pizza. Though. It's going into the studio 100%. When we get to a point where we actually have, mm, we're in the black maybe, we can actually travel to different conventions, to different people in different cities. I would like to do. Which would be nice. Ooh. I'd love to do an MQTA show on the road. That oh, would, yeah. That's we're going to be in your about, town yeah. this week. Come and join us for fun and Absolutely. Frivolity. That would be great. We can certainly do those things. Martin, of course, our good friend in New York, is a Hello, Patreon. Hello, Martin. I love you, Martin. <laughs> He's been to our Patreon site, patreon.com. Search for MQTA Radio. I just wanted to say, Martin posed with one of the trolls I customized for him. And he said, this is your troll with all his girlfriends. Yeah. And he had, what, four Emmys? At least four Emmys. Well, once you've got past two or three, who's counting? Do you know what I'm saying? Congratulations, Martin. That's all I want. We have some very intelligent and cultured listeners. This is what I like about this show. I can crack jokes in Latin. I can make subtle jokes. People get them. And I can make a fart joke and people are getting them. I love this show. Fantastic. Let's whiz through these. John simply posted, I love this show. Kevin in Minnesota posted another great show. Love you, Kevin. Thanks to all. At MQTA, Brittany says, can't wait for tonight's show. It's going to be amazing. Cheryl in Washington says, sure, love. Aww. You guys. Don't forget, you can go to our Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. We have 101,000 followers on there. If you're looking for a fun summer read, if you'd like to sit on a lilo, if you'd like to sit on a pink flamingo. What's a lilo? A lilo, like an inflatable. Oh. Do you not have that term over here? No. You leave this show. With more than you arrive with. Wouldn't you pay a single dollar for a show that makes you leave with more than you arrive with? How many times can you say that in life? That's got to be worth a hundred new pennies. Less than the cost of a Mars bar, that is. If you're looking for a summer read, my books are available. If you go to Amazon and search for Adrian Lee, Mysterious 
Minnesota and Mysterious Midwester on there, as well as the best-selling book, How to Be a Christian Yay. Psychic, What the Bible Says About Healers, Mediums and Paranormal Investigators is there for you as well. So why not have a look at those, get yourself a read this summer, and then give me a nice review on Amazon. And if you didn't like the book, don't write anything at don't all. Say nothing, no. We have many things on YouTube. If you go to more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, you will hear us doing outtakes on YouTube and having lots of fun and frivolity on there. And I've read two chapters of a steampunk novel that I've yeah. written, a detective Victorian steampunk novel. Mm-hmm. If you search for Adrian Lee on YouTube, Victorian steampunk, detective Adrian Lee. It's really good. You it will is. find those on there. And you can listen to my dulcet tones as you're laying in bed with a glass of milk and your cookie wishing that you had one more than you actually had. One last thing before we enter the round of Mm. ghosts and hauntings. This is the most important thing I've probably read out on this show in five years. We have been nominated in two categories of the Podcast of the Year Award. Now, it doesn't end there. No. You have oh, to no. vote for us. Yeah. And I like this voting system because this isn't one of the voting systems where you can just keep going on there every 10 minutes and voting and keep clocking them up. You can only vote once for every yeah. email address that you put in there. So all you have to do is to go to podcastawards.com. Yeah. A screen comes up that says nominations for 2018. You click on it. It takes you to a page where you have to put your name in and give an email address. Yeah. Just to verify that you're not a machine. And then you need to vote for us in the category of comedy. Yes. Comedy. Can you believe such things? I told my parents I was nominated in the comedy awards for the podcast of the year. And they said, but you're not funny. And then they laughed. (laughs) Why am I here? Why am I here? It's true, I tell you. So if you go to the comedy awards section, you can vote for us on there. And then there's a people's choice. And you can vote for us in the people's choice. But if you don't do anything, five years we've been doing this yep. for yeah. free, week in, week out, come floods, hell and very high water. That's true. Yes. Go to podcastawards.com, type in your name, oh, type in please. your email address, and every yeah. single one yeah. counts. Because it's not one of these systems where you can just keep going on and you get your auntie to sit there all day pressing enter. is isn't working like that. <laughs> yeah. We tried. But wouldn't yeah. it be great? to stick this award down a few people's and you can vote for us anytime <laughs> yeah. you wish please do the uh this runs out at the end of july so you have until yeah. the end of july yeah. but if you've got three do or four different quick. email accounts register three or four times <laughs> why not that's what miss morris did oh that i did not but one other thing i just want to throw this in there please vote we do appreciate all of you but i also want to say if you aren't a patron, please consider doing it. There are lots of fun things on there, and we want to do more in the future. But if we get up to 100 patrons, yes, we will work on getting video just for the patrons. Yes. For the Not For Your Mother segment. We'll have a couple of cameras set up in the studio, and you can go between them. You can see what we look like and how absolutely, we're doing it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And You'll we'll see. make Chad do it. Yes. Yeah. Sat in his underwear. We're <laughs> <laughs> wear underwear now. Oh. <laughs> I thought I'd break you in slowly. We enter the round that we call Ghosts and Hauntings. These are the stories from around the world. Spooky, eerie, a little bit scary. But we don't do orbs, do we? Boo. This is the moment the ghost of a woman appeared in the window of a haunted Coombe Abbey. Parent, no. <laughs> if you're playing the Bell Bunk and Snort <laughs> drinking game, you're now welcome to have a drink. 
Just saying, I saw the picture. I didn't get the title out. I never got the title out. Well, let's have a listen. Joke. Okay. Paranormal investigators, Bear and Wolf, saw the episode. This is where we're going wrong on our paranormal investigations. We need to give ourselves names like Bear and Wolf. Oh. I see you as Badger. Do you want to be Badger? Yeah, I'm saying Badger. Let's be Badger. Guinea pig. Why are you pointing at me? Who are you? Squirrel. A badger would eat the squirrel. The continuing <laughs> adventures of Badger Squirrel. Mangy. Mangy? What's that Japanese name for Chad? <laughs> Mangy Squirrel, Badger and Guinea Pig. I'd watch that show. Apparently this is what we need to do if we need to improve our paranormal investigations and get mm. in the press. Apparently Dr. Adrian Lee isn't good enough. I need to change my name to Squirrel. Mm. Paranormal investigators Bear and Wolf saw the apparition of an older woman in the top window of a former monastery. Hotel guests have reported seeing a cowed figure float around its grounds near Coventry. A Romany girl called Matilda is said to haunt the hotel, dressed in rags and found near the stables. But the latest paranormal activity may be coming from a murdered monk, Abbot Geoffrey, who is angry about his murder in 13. 45. He needs to let that go. Yeah. Let man. it go. 1345. Man. Let it go. Quarter to two. Yeah, like frozen. Quarter to two's been and gone. Let it go. Bear said, when we first arrived, we connected with the spirit of a young girl, Matilda. She was a stable hand when Coombe Abbey was still a manor house. My partner, Wolf, who is another shadow warrior. Mm. Shadow warrior? Ooh. What did I miss? Is this where I've been going wrong on paranormal investigations for the last 25 years? What if I called those? myself like Donkey Shadow? How would that be? No. Would I get in the paper? I investigated. My name's Donkey Shadow. Donkey warrior. Here's guinea pig shade. What? Does that help? Would that help us? Do you think that would get us further along the path, do you think? Would I get more books published if I called myself Donkey Shadow? Try. If your name was Donkey so. Shadow and no. you studied to be a shadow warrior... Would you have an awesome donkey punch? Donkey kick. I think yeah. there's a whole series of combat moves that we can do. This is taking me out of my combat yoga lessons, and we'll take this further than we are at the moment. Then, in the window, when we were filming the outside of Coombe, we filmed a lady who was an apparition. I feel that she was older. I don't think she was Matilda. But we did come across Matilda in the stables. That's where we were getting a lot of poltergeist activity. Baron Wolf claimed young girl Matilda was abused at Coombe Abbey, formerly a Cistercian monastery, built in the 1100s. Bear added, we picked up that she was pregnant, but her family didn't want anything to do with a child or any rumours going around. So the baby was born, but it was taken from her by a Caesarean section, a very popular procedure in the 11th century. Yes, very. And it was done privately in the house, <laughs> and the child was eventually lost. So Matilda put a curse on the family because they betrayed her with these sexual relations that were against her will. Then they were cursed that any of their own child were to die. Still bored. Other spirits reported that the hotel include a ghostly horseman and a Victorian woman who stands at the roadside wondering what those motorised carriages are full of angry people. Ghostly gypsy girl or I just... Can't tell. You decide for yourself. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers uh, with Adrian Lee. I should give myself four gloriously. No, you don't. Old that woman was in a so window. Bad. Nothing wrong with that. What's wrong with that? We're a load of bunk. It's a load of bunk. Wow. Yes. Miss mm-hmm. Morris. Yes. What have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? Mm. 
A paranormal researcher said he's the first person to ever discover Bunk. a time warp. <laughs> I le- I discovered the time warp dance. Did you? Yeah. Mm. Well, he had found it on the outskirts of Las Vegas. The outskirts. Now- <laughs> That'll be the desert then. Yeah. Everybody loses time there, first don't stop. they? <laughs> I went to Las Vegas and I lost three days and woke up and my bottom was sore. What Ooh. happens in Vegas? <sighs> Well, anyway, you're never going to guess who it was. It was Joshua P. Warren. Do you not know? You guys are terrible. You never keep up on the biz. Oh, my God. Joshua T. Warren. No, P. I'm P. So, Chad. Oh, oh, yeah, what's wrong with you? Oh, That's his brother. Different guy. Different guy. Crying in the night. Well, he has been measuring the rate of time all over southern Nevada. And he yeah, said last week he found that time had slowed down. Oh. Is it possible the battery on his watch is dying? That's very possible. It's possible his brain has died, I suspect. Well, he said he measured multiple places between Las Vegas and Area 51, but the only place he got a reading was in the desert, just north of the city between I-15 and Route 93. So try to find that intersection. That's where you want to go. If you, if you want to stay young, you have to hang out at that intersection on the ramp. Apparently, and fry. The weird <laughs> <Right>. thing, <laughs> the really holy grail here was what we picked up with a brand new piece of technology. Isn't that convenient? Ooh, now available for nine ninety nine, just for you. Nine hundred ninety nine, probably. Well, the technology he's referring to is actually called a DT meter, which stands for Differential Time Rate Meter. Oh. It was recently invented by a Silicon Valley engineer, Ron Heath, or Heath, or whatever he wants to call himself. It's connected to a hundred foot cable with a sensor at the end that sends back a signal. The signal is always supposed to travel at the same rate of time at any particular place. The only way that could change is if a black hole approached the Earth or something like that, which is never supposed to happen. Didn't you know that? Black holes and dark matter hold everything together in the universe. The universe is actually slowing down because the dark matter is like the glue and it holds everything together. Right. Well, he's saying it actually slowed down by 20 milliseconds this whole time shift that's about as long as i can sit through an adam sandler film Mm. i've measured it it's around that time wow that's terrible that shouldn't happen unless there's some kind of unknown technology being tested nearby that would influence the environment or if there are natural places around the planet earth actually that sort of flicker once in a while that warp a little bit warren said he said where this happened brings up even more questions so he's gonna go back he's gonna do some more researching he also said this happens to be one of the most popular ufo hotspots in the area the big question at this point is not whether or not we have these anomalies but what's causing them is this something natural that gives us a window or a gateway into another world or another level of reality so yeah there's a black hole in vegas Congratulations. Yes, everyone's money goes into it, apparently. Mm. Oh, yeah. Las Vegas, dark matter, or it just doesn't matter. You decide. Go to our Facebook site. Who cares? Questions and answers. With Adrian Lee, you're bunking your own stories now, are you? You've got bunk Tourette's. Do you know that? I go around the grocery store now, go up to random people and go, bunk. I've had the police call on me three times. 
I'll bunk you. It's better than mm. shouting out broccoli and cauliflower, which I was Florette. a t-shirt that says bunk you. Yeah. <laughs> I just cracked That'd one of the be best great. jokes in my career, and you've talked over it with a t-shirt. Unbelievable. People are going to have to go that back and listen to that. That was a joke? Oh, my. How about have <laughs> oh. minus 20? How would that be? How'd you like them? You're now on minus 25 and a half. You're going to cry. I've I scored tears. four. Michelle scored three. Yes, the tears are rolling down my legs as we speak. Two brothers claim they're haunted by a ghost that has tacked and beat up visitors to their home. Darren and Chris Buttery say they lived with a ghost that has pushed, punched and slapped the inhabitants of their East Hull home. As well as moving around furniture, slamming doors and hiding objects. That's not a ghost. That's a teenager. (laughs) Darren 47 says... There's been a ghost in every house he has ever lived in and believes the same malicious spirit is following him around. He said the frightening events first started when he lived with his parents and two brothers at 4 Wandsford Grove in the 1970s. So instantly, just with one brush of the media, the people that are now living in that house have had their property halved in price. He said the house was absolutely terrifying. At first, it seemed like the ghost was playing with us They used to bang the doors, shut and lock them so we couldn't get in and out. And then things moved around the rooms. Once the living room, ironically called the living room, once the dead room was turned upside down. And other times it used to move the rocking chair with a clown sat on it. Who puts a clown on a rocking chair in their lounge in a haunted house? What's going on here? Heather? They used to, that is true. She has many That's creepy true. looking crowns. That is true. I feel sorry for the burglar that breaks into her studio. <laughs> there used to be creaking on the steps and the sound of a child crying. But we never found where the noise was coming from. Darren says the poltergeist tricks became sinister when it started physically attacking visitors and pushing them down the stairs. We had to get a vicar in, Reverend Tom Willis, to perform an exorcism. This is the phrase, getting the willies. But then the poltergeist punched him in the guts and pushed him down the stairs. We couldn't get rid of it, so we asked the council to move us out, as it was too dangerous for us kids to be living there. And it got to a point several times where we had to be taken out of the house by neighbours and other family. We never had much of a life living there, with all that went on. The scariest things that happened to me was when my son, who has cerebral palsy and learning difficulties, tried to jump out of the window until a neighbour saw what was happening and rushed to save him. My son said that the ghost, who is called Ryan, told him to jump. Giving me the willies, or don't be so silly. Go to our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers, with Adrian Lee, where that story is there for you. In four, I shall give myself three points, and I'm now up to a rather throwing myself out of a window, double O. Seven. Michelle, what have you got tonight for me in the round of ghosts and hauntings? A police station in India's Jakartan state is reportedly so haunted that everyone leaves by 11 p.m. at night. So before 11 p.m., it's not haunted. You could be sat there at half past ten. I know when to commit crimes. Nothing happening. Silence. You're sat there with the Ouija board. It's not moving. Nothing's happening. One minute past 11, blood coming out the walls. Yeah. Your dog's floating. The kids are vomiting pea green soup. The gates of Hades have literally opened okay. a Yes. Wow. Won't go there after 11 o'clock then. No. Lessons to be learned. 
According to reports, policemen at the station have been offering prayers for deliverance from wandering spirits and are too terrified to stick around after dark. Wait, wait. <laughs> Nothing appears fine here, said one inspector. We feel terrified all the time. The ghostly presence allegedly manifests in the form of strange sounds that occur. It's in India. They've all had a curry. I've had the chicken pasanda. You've oh. had lamb tikka masala. Hang on, your grandmother. I want an onion bhajee. Well, that's oh. going to do it. Your grandmother's coming through. I want a donner kebab. What, in India? Yeah. I guess you could get one. They're everywhere, aren't they? Yeah. Anyway, the strange sounds occur after midnight, and some say that the building itself has been built over a cremation ground. That would do. <laughs> Fear of the supernatural is a lot more prevalent in India than it is in the West. That is true. I've lived in India. I can vouch for that. Oh. These are good times. You're in heaven, but not after 11. I shall give you points. <laughs> You're now up to a rather ridiculous. lovely Lampasander with naan bread, alu gobi fire. Miss Morris, you have one last story in the round of ghosts and hauntings. You never saw it coming. <gasps> what a ghost. Poor little bugger. Aww. Well, a psychic Bunk. octopus. Michelle, what have you got for me in... The- oh, I'm sorry. No, you, you already see how that loved works? him. He's not bunk. Yeah, you loved him before. I loved Don't him. Don't you remember... Who am Don't I loving? You senior moment, you. A psychic octopus who appears. That's why my jokes are funny. <laughs> I forgot I've told them. <laughs> You're not wrong. I tell you right now, there's nothing wrong with my short term memory, but yeah. there's nothing wrong with my short term memory. Ah. Mm-hmm. Well, a psychic octopus who appeared to have correctly predicted two of Japan's World Cup results apparently didn't foresee his own demise. Getting killed off and sent to market because his owner, Fisherman, decided cash was more important than viral fame. Poor Lovely. little bugger. So he's a Aww. psychic, viral, famous octopus, but he's yeah. now sushi. He is. He is the giant Pacific octopus named Rabiot. He's actually named his food. Yes. Oh. I refuse anything that's got a name. I won't eat anything that's got a Christian name. Well, he was caught in Obira Hokkaido. And quickly rose to internet fame when it correctly predicted Japan's first win against Colombia, as well as the team's draw to Senegal early in the tournament. Robert made the predictions by moving to different parts of the paddling pool. Each part of the pool was marked with win, lose, or draw. This is sad. You're telling me what he's doing, and he's now been eaten. Yes. I feel bad. Local media... Yeah, he's not happy. Local media in Japan reported Robiet, owner, Kimo Ab, 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 whatever, he's a jerk, decided he'd make more money by selling the octopus meat at the market than he would by being the owner of an internet celebrity. So he offed him. He flung him like a rubbery chicken. What? (laughs) Yes, but at least we'll get a leg each. Well, wait. He said, I hope that the second Robiat will also give the outcomes correctly and that Japan will go all the way. No, you only only get a psychic octopus once in a lifetime. What's the incentive for... Robiat number two. What's the incentive? (laughs) Not only that, but Japan got knocked out this week by Belgium. Ah, ah, you've got it. But Robiat managed some posthumous revenge. 
After he was sent to the market, Japan lost 1-0 to Poland on June 28th and then was knocked out in round 16 after a 3-2 loss in Belgium. Thank God that octopus took him out. Aww. I feel so bad. So you're saying that the Japanese got knocked out of the World Cup this week Yes, because they killed Rabbit. Yeah. Yes, rabbit. Robiat. Robiat. Oh, Robiat. The octopus. Yes. Why has he got a French sounding name? I don't know. Surely it'd be a Weetopus. What? If you get that joke, I already I have more respect it. for you than when the show started. Mm. I shall give you more points. You are now on minus 23 and a half. We've just got time to squeeze in one more story. This is the round of The Strange and the Bazaar, a South African woman. Is recovering in hospital after being discovered alive in a mortuary fridge. The woman was taken to Coltonville Morgue in Gutang province, having been declared dead by paramedics following a road accident. Can I have a second opinion, please? Oh. Ambulance company distress alert said she had shown no forms of life. Must have been a member of the German World Cup squad. <laughs> oh. Topical. But when a morgue worker returned to check on the body in the fridge, he found the woman was breathing. An official has confirmed to the BBC the woman is now being treated in a hospital east of Johannesburg after being referred by forensic officers. She has not been named, but we shall call her lucky. Yes. An investigation into the incident is being carried out with the family demanding answers. Yes, apparently they'd already sold her stuff at a yard sale at the weekend. Mm. As a family, we won't talk about this unless the police, paramedics and the mortuary officials who are involved are present. We need answers. The man said the family was in shock. Distress alert operations manager Gerrit Bradnick said there was no proof of any negligence on his company's behalf. Nothing to do with me, governor. This did not happen because our paramedics are not properly trained. At least she was not a Norwegian blue parrot. They would have known then, wouldn't they? Right. Mr. Bradnick said she was one of several people involved in a car accident which left two others dead. Well, I'd better go and check them as well, of course. I believe what they said or, wait, hang on, I'm not dead. Go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. We now enter the round that we call, not for your mother, NFM. This means that your mother, if she's of a nervous disposition, needs to be left outside. She needs to be corralled out of the room. If you've got small miners running around, be warned. This is the part of the show where we've looked through the world's news to discover the things that are laden with filth, innuendo, and sexual darkness. darkness. Anything can happen from this point on. And if you're listening to us on SoundCloud... Stitcher or iTunes, why not write us a nice review or click the little orange love heart to show how much you enjoy what we do. You leave this show, of course, with more than you arrive with. And why not cut and paste and share on your social media platforms that you're listening to the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world. A mum was mortified after a six-year-old daughter took a sex toy to her primary school classes show and tell. Oh, what's boy. wrong with that? Look what I've got. <laughs> it's running on a car battery. <laughs> Someone's drinking the juice. Look at the lights fading. Oh, what was it? Stunned, Claire Morrison, 28, discovered the funny pen Little Eve produced for the lesson was her pink bunny vibrator. Oh, I had one. Oh, never mind. Put that away. It's a thermos flask. Claire was told about the incident in a text message from Eve's teacher at St. Mary's Primary in Dundee. 
I've not taught for about 10 years now. Yeah. I don't ever remember texting parents. I don't ever recall. I don't want parents knowing my text number. That's the last thing you want. And she found it to be so funny that she posted her story on Facebook, where it's now become a worldwide internet sensation. Claire wrote, Sorry, this is a little rude, but it has to be told. On my way home, I noticed I had a text from Eve's teacher saying she'd brought in her funny pink pen for show and tell, but she had told Eve just to put it back into her bag. Turns out she'd brought in my pink bunny vibrator to show her primary two class and her mortified teacher. Kill me now. Hairdresser Claire admitted she'd been bemused at first by the message until she checked Eve's school bag and found the large dildo. Mm. Claire said, I didn't want to make much of a deal about it, so I brought it up subtly. Eve just told us it was her funny pink pen. Then she said, it must talk because it needs batteries. What? I think you find it screams. Once the shot calmed down, I thought it was hilarious. Claire revealed she and Eve's stepdad, David Honeyman, 36, have safely stored for the toy away. Do you know the thing about this story that concerns me? This little girl, she's six years old. You just know that on her wedding day, her dad's going to stand up there and this is going to be the speech. She's never going to live this down. For the rest of her life, she's going to be known as the girl that brought the pink vibrator into show and tell. I thought you were going to say the thing that disturbed you was the fact that the little girl couldn't figure out how to get ink out of the end. This is true. You need to give it a shake and breathe on it. (laughs) Why Uh, won't it rhyme? um. (laughs) Bunny love. Oh, heavens above. Go to our Facebook site. More questions than answers. With Adrian Lee. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of NFM? This stuffed toy cost 129 pounds and has an unusual feature that many need explaining. That's about $170. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, you have to explain this to your kids. Uh-oh. I don't have any kids. Well, you'll have to explain this to your future kids. To my dog. To your dog. My dog. An adorable teddy sheep has now gone on sale with a feature that you wouldn't usually find on a toy. It is thought that Herwick the sheep, which are being sold at Herdy is the UK's first teddy with testicles. Teddy testicles. Yes. I'm not joking. I looked at him. He's got a couple of choke cherries back there, isn't he? (laughs) A couple of apricots. Yes, he does. A couple of onions. A couple of Maris Pipers. The item has been released to celebrate Herdy's 10th anniversary and went on sale. And the product is also a limited edition. Only 250 of the stuffed sheep have been produced with nuts. Stuffed shell. Stuffed sheep. Anatomically correct. That's right. Mm. Each toy is being sold for £129. However, we can't imagine they'll sell out just yet. I'm thinking that would be hilarious. But I could be. I actually did see pictures. He was quite large. Um, yep. Heavy. Mm. Yep. Each item is approximately 19 by 26 centimeters, and I don't know that measurement. What is that? Give it to me again. 19 by 26. (laughs) (laughs) Centimeters? Yeah. Well, 26 is getting towards a foot. Really? 30 centimeters is a foot. 
So you're you're about a foot and a, you're about a half a foot by a it foot. It comes in a handmade box. Mm. How big is this sheep? Is I just told you how told big it was. Oh, I thought that was his testicles. No, no. I, oh, I thought you were crying. telling me how big his onions no, were. No, no. The toys are made by Mary Thought, the last teddy manufacturer in England, oh. and delivery is free. If you'd like to buy one, you can get them from Herdy. Dot co dot uk. Go get your testicle teddy. Mm. How big are his plums? Or we'll see when it comes. <laughs> oh, for crying. <laughs> Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round? Not for your mother. Vagina flavored beer. What? Vagina flavored beer. Yep. What? Is it a little acidic? <laughs> Look at the head on that. It's frothy. Uh, Too much yeast. Yeasty. Yeah. It smells fishy. Mm. That's disgusting. <laughs> that is disgusting. No, you've lost the. You've lost everyone. Everyone. Uh, everyone around the world is just turned off. You've lost everybody. I don't understand. Took it too far. No. You can't take anything. You can't too take far. it too far. No. Would you drink this? No. Mm. No. Although it sounds like a joke, rest assured, it is not. In fact, this company is not the first company to try and market a food product. That has the essence of vagina. What? I'm essence repulsed. I'm getting the base notes. It's like a cum-filled cupcake. I don't want it. Do you want the bucket? I'll make you. Sh- I'll make you a rice pudding if you want. It'll take me about a week, but I could make you a uh, rice pudding. Jeez, no! I'm not gonna have gina beer. No, I don't Jana want beer? it. Mm. No. Mm-mm. So you we found some? an alcoholic drink you're not interested. Oh. I feel as if we're covering a lot of ground tonight. It's uh, How many do you need to squeeze before you get a pint? Oh, no. I'm making one now. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> However, I like one with a nice head on it. Yeah. Oh, dear God. Mm-hmm. I know. Why am I here? Why are we here? Help me. I don't want one. <laughs> However, we believe this is the first time that we have ever come across anything that we are asked to eat or drink that includes a woman's juice. Put it away. As an active ingredient in the product. It gets the yeast started. Mm-hmm. Kicks it off. Mm-hmm. That's disgusting. The name of the beer is the order. That's not passing my lips. <laughs> not going to pass mine either. Wow. I don't want it. I found a hair in mine. She's oh. gone green, look. Mm. I don't want a hair in my beer. <laughs> She's given up, look. She's given up the will to live. Heather needs the bucket. She's starting an Aston Martin up as we speak, and she's going to get 20 foot of rope in a tree. Mm, juicy, it's Heather. Juicy. Mm. Freshly squeezed every morning. Yeah. I Do you need a juicer? The name of the beer is The Order of the Yanni. Wotek Man, the founder of the company, explains that the word Yanni means vagina. Look at your Yanni. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, that figures. He plays the piano. Did no, he? he plays a friggin' flute or something. No. Your Yanni plays the That's flute. That's Sam Fear. No, I'm telling you. Sorry, I'm due back on Earth for any minute. Is there any more to be squeezed out of this? Oh, Yanni means vagina in the Sanskrit language, and the logo slash artwork associated with the beer is also the symbol of a Hindu goddess. As you can imagine, things only get weirder when you learn more about a vagina-flavored beer. And this is posted on our Facebook page, right, Adrian? It is. You can see that for yourself. Yeah, I, didn't post it I don't know where to start. 
Or is it me? Does this taste a little tart? Mm. It's all there for you. You can go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, Miss Morris. What have you got for me next in the round of Not For Your Mother? I've got a cheeky man tries to convince his girlfriend that X-rated hay fever cure is the best thing for her. Everybody suffers from hay fever around here, especially now. (gasps) Is there a sneeze coming? There's nothing worse (laughs) when you've got one coming. I've got one coming, all right. Oh. Oh. Thanks to the sweltering heat wave, the Met Office have had to warn sufferers of uncomfortably high pollen levels. It's not just been a case of hay fever symptoms causing discomfort. Worryingly, asthma, helplessness, and helplines have seen a surge in calls. With the hot weather set to continue, it could mean the end isn't quite in sight for hay fever sufferers who have had to turn to antihistamines and other remedies to combat the effects. One young woman plagued by the misery of hay fever. We've all been there. Oh, yes. Recently turned to her boyfriend for sympathy and help. We've all been there. And he cheekily proposed a rather X-rated cure. Oh, of course he mm-hmm. did. When I get hay fever, I'm willing to give it a go. I like alternative therapy. Twenty-year-old Lewis White isn't your average hay fever sufferer. She's had. Oh, it must not be Lois. <laughs> it's not Lewis. It's Lois. Louise. Louise. <laughs> Look at Louise. Superman's girlfriend, Lois. <laughs> Lewis Lane. Lewis. Lewis Lane. I like it. Mm. Mm. She's had an allergic reaction so strong she effectively became housebound. It's got so bad that she's been waking up in the morning with eyes swollen and her throat closed and has had to call in sick at work. We've all been there. Yeah. I'd like to be there tomorrow, actually. But at least her boyfriend, her boyfriend is on her side see god save him they're pulling together batting for the same team he sent her a text they've even swapped each other's flip-flops that's right so he sent her a text in which he claimed to have done some research he spent hours on the internet on his phone typing away trying to get her the help she needs and home remedies and he informed her that anal sex <gasps> is the best thing for hay fever yeah I th- i've heard that it's true yeah <laughs> i've got nothing to back that up there's no scientific papers i'm a doctor don't you know oh of art God. history <laughs> i always wanted to get you a shirt that said trust me i'm a doctor you're just a turd <laughs> to be it, fair i felt that she'd got into dilation before someone told her that i was an art historian oh, oh. in case you're wondering this is not true or backed up by science backed up lois lewis lewis whatever louie later shared the loving text message exchange on twitter explaining how she has nearly done well she is nearly done with him i guess because oh. You know, he did her and it didn't help the hate wow. fever, so he's done. Well, we could be wrong, but we somehow don't think severe hay fever is one of nature's aphrodisiacs. So, please don't tell your girlfriend that anal sex is the cure to hay fever. No. Please 
No. Well, I think things are so bad. You got to, you know, it can't be that bad then if you're not willing to try everything. Do you see what I'm saying? What? It can't Look be at that you. bad. You have the pleading eyes. Like, I'm making notes. That's what I'm saying. Uh, send text message. Hay fever. Hay fever. Cure. Cure. Butt plug. What? Anal. Beats. Sphincter. <laughs> popping. Yeah, polyp. Lovely. Polyp. Oh no, I'm going to sneeze or I'm not going to do that, please. You decide, go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores in last place with a K2 meter, with a dead battery and a rather rubbery octopus that's dead is Heather Morris, who managed to score the hefty minus 23. I don't and believe a it. Michelle only got to the dizzying heights of five and wins tickets to see Japan's next qualifying game, whereas I scored seven and come in first with a resplendent first place, $33 from China. That's right. See? IR camera and a life supply of tickets to Coombe Abbey to see the dead woman appear at the windows. Good luck. Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time, and I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre, and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show, and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site, More Questions and Answers, with Adrian Lee. You can now go to soundcloud.com, search for MQTA Radio, where we will start doing an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show and around that we call Not For Your Mother, laden with filth, sexual intrigue, and innuendo that we cannot read out. My gratitude and gracious thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Chaton Drainer, Michelle Corey, Chad Peters, and all of the International Paranormal Society in Paranormal.net, and all of the show sponsors including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and MUFON of Minnesota. If you enjoyed the show and you enjoy what we do, you can go to Patreon.com, search for MQTA and donate a single dollar. If you don't wish to do that, why not go straight now to the podcastawards.com, podcastawards.com, register and vote for MQTA. More questions than answers in the comedy section of the People's Choice section. You have been listening to MQTA Radio, the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world with your host, Adrian Lee. We are the very best in paranormal news radio entertainment. The light before the darkness. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening. And remember, be interested and interesting. Good night.